This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Motley Cruz Tommy Lee announced, at the start of the stadium tour, that he couldn't perform, because he had broken four ribs. You may think he did it to suck his own dick, but don't be silly, he could already do that. He wanted to give Mick Mars eight months worth of life-saving bone marrow. What a guy. Our IP live cast starts. Now. What a guy. I've, al- uh, I've always said Tommy Lee's a great guy of excellent character. No one could ever impeach anything about his... Hold on, I'm being handed a note here. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Everyone, everyone, everywhere talks about Tommy Lee's big big heart he has a big heart and penis and uh a lot of blood flowing to his heart and and, and, <laughs> and he's sharing that blood with big mars i'm not supposed to show my penis <laughs> welcome to r.i.p a live cast it is a lovely june saturday afternoon we are here with you for the next next little bit it's the, Rob, week, it's the week of Juneteenth. That's true. It's true. It's Juneteenth weekend. How are you celebrating, Rob? Rob? Rob, it's... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I am celebrating by avoiding saying anything offensive to <laughs> my black brothers, black people. <laughs> to my black brothers, sisters, and gender resistors. Just for this one day, you're refraining <laughs> yeah. from that. Just for this weekend. Just for Ju- <laughs> Juneteenth weekend. Oh. You're a prince like Tommy Lee. You just expand. You don't even have to. There's only one day. It's so funny how like really, Pride Month, we just talked about Pride Month and all the corporations doing stuff for Pride Month and they don't really care. It's the exact same thing for June 19th. Oh, yeah. The exact same thing. I'm surprised there's not like a Juneteenth Burger King burger. Well, there was that Walmart ice cream. What was that? that? I missed that. Didn't they put out like a Juneteenth ice cream and then immediately got some? They essentially had to pull it. Well, the backlash was that the flavor that they were oh, no. doing, oh, no. which was Scared. like a rel- no, 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 it was like a red velvet fudge. Oh. It, no, the flavor itself wasn't offensive, but the only other company to have that flavor, which put out the flavor before Walmart, was a black-owned small business. <laughs> <laughs> so they, the controversy was that they ripped off a black-owned small business to celebrate yeah. Juneteenth. Was I it thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, they they no. support that black-owned business. Let me see. Let me look it up. <laughs> I thought it was going to be worse. I thought you were going to say like it was a KKK guy that had an ice cream company. Or something. <laughs> it was the My Pillow <laughs> guy. <laughs> Creamalicious was the artisan Woo. black-owned. Uh, Isn't that your grinder name, uh, Rob? Ha ha ha. Uh, it looks really good, though the cream malicious. I have to say, let me let me put it up on the screen. It's Daddy Long uh, Balls, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I have to say, it uh, it really uh, um, made me want to try this out. It looks great. Now, this is the black owned business or the Walmart version. This is the black owned business. The Walmart version is the Good Value brand. Ah, uh, let me see if they have it here. Uh, no, it's not on this post. Well, Biden likes it. You just scrolled by Biden. We know he loves ice cream. Uh, he'll love it. He loves every ice cream, though. Let's be fair. It's not necessarily. <laughs> he, lo- he loves every ice cream except the black-owned business. Oh. When asked how many flavors of ice cream there are, Joe Biden said at least three. 
at least three. So that's a deep cut uh, joke. Yeah, what's that a reference uh, to? He once was uh, asked how many genders there are, and he tried to give an inclusive answer. So he said, uh, I think he did three. great. No, no, not a try. He nailed it. At least three. That's I mean, point. It, look, it's look a, we're going to criticize Joe Biden for many things, but that's the right answer. At well, it's not three. the right answer. It's like uh, it's it's better than giving the wrong answer. I would. Uh, and also, to be clear, it's not like it was a it was an in depth interview. It was just a guy with a cell phone that ran up to him and was like, was "Joe Biden, TMZ? how many genders?" Are... No, it was like Project Veritas. It was like one of those oh, right wing troll. Yeah, they tried to troll gotcha him. So they what is to the get correct him, answer? And he answered, "He's like at least three. <laughs> it's always yeah. changing." It just sounds like a cynical way of saying I, you know what I mean? It's like, I have no idea. But well, he's a straight white man. What is he he's supposed also to be? Exactly. He has old. no, he has no idea. And at least he knows there's more than two genders. So for that, right. I give him points. I agree with that. It's better. <laughs> like I said, it's better than giving the wrong answer of two, but yes. it's not really the right answer either. Well, so this is the Walmart brand that look like you can even like, this is so unbelievably uh, so great value is the store brand like the walmart brand mm -hmm. and so you can have great value juneteenth ice cream and it's the same exact flavor as that and it's just two like black hands high-fiving but they only have four fingers each on this low like i'm trying to understand what i'm looking at on the oh, yeah. carton and, and there's also on the you can't see and there's a third black hand giving a peace sign oh it's okay. like reflective a little it, bit. It's very confusing. The revolution has been completed and white people have been eradicated <laughs> from America. And that's why they're they're high fiving. Uh so yeah, it's been pulled. Sadly, what hasn't been pulled is the stadium tour. Oh, oh no. <laughs> starring Motley Crew, which has just kicked off. Oh thank goodness. And you know, if and we have to thank motley crew and specifically vince neal why yeah the hours comedy and, yeah the hours and hours oh. of comedy that they allowed oh. us to to create on the show that was a nice That's exactly why you had me in the uh, first half <laughs> uh abha writes the only genders are people who are fans of vince neal and everyone else well <laughs> I, 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 I know what gender i am i have no gender confusion on that issue <laughs> no dysphoria here <laughs> i am cis hating vince neal cis hate <laughs> uh so yeah and of course you know for months for once, uh, we have watched as Vince Neil attempted and failed miserably to sing Motley Crue classics that he would easily perform 30 years ago. <laughs> and we would read about wonderful tales of how he's getting into the, quote, best shape of his life by, like, going to some fucking uh, doctor in L.A. and, like, laying down and having a machine do his crunches for him, like, with shock therapy. <laughs> That's one of the, my stuff. favorite videos I've ever watched on this program is that Vince <laughs> Neil laying on a slab somewhere with a fucking, like, getting a electrocuted through his abdomen <laughs> this is great man fucking love this man. <laughs> this is the best he walks worked, out right? he, he walks out and immediately gets struck by lightning <laughs> this is fantastic man love it love it run over by a zamboni 
That's the only crunch he gets. I think we should revisit that video really quickly because it really, Please do. It really oh was a classic. <laughs> Just that still shot is amazing. That's not a still shot. That's video. He can't move after oh, this. There's <laughs> all over his face. Oh, he's... I'm going to mute it. Do you give the play-by-play, -play, Rob. Okay, he's giving doing crunches. Over 10,000 oh. crunches right now. Well over 10,000 crunches. Is... Yeah. Oh, my God. In, it, it in his really life, is. maybe. <laughs> so the footage we're looking at, it's Vince Neil laying on a bed, and he's taking a selfie from above. So it's a very unflattering shot of Vince Neil. And he's uh, earlier in the video when the music was playing, you saw footage of him doing like two crunches. And then a dog, his dog, his cute dog, immediately runs up to him and starts licking him and getting in the way. And he's not trying to save his anymore. life. The dog knows if he does more than 10 crunches, you probably die of exhaustion. <laughs> He's man's best friend. His body looks like uh, a beach ball on top of three other horizontally placed beach balls. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now he's bragging about how he's doing 10,000 crunches all by just laying down and having this belt around him that like is shaking his belly and sending <laughs> shockwaves to it to simulate the the muscle <laughs> retractions of a crunch, which I have to say is totally an idea I came up with stoned 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but did you put it into practice? No. You got to go start it. metal injection. I did it. I did it. So I'm glad someone came up with it. Is yeah, it the, sham, uh, the sham wow guy that invented this? <laughs> well, it is a sham, sham. So, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, I'll tell you. This, this is the saddest, creepiest shot. <laughs> it's fucking, it looks like he's in the he's, ICU. Yeah. He's in, he looks like he's in a hospital, but like his eyes look like he's on another planet. Like he's totally disassociated. He has all these things strapped to his gut, which has popped out. Just like, oh, come on, brother. Come this on, is how brother. The this is how the, compu the computers get the uh, battery out of you in the Matrix. <laughs> how, this is like the, the prologue, the, the prequel to the Matrix. They just This is how the first person who got put into the, the battery prototype. I like it. So do you... So, all right. Let's say I, I, I follow Vince Neil's ad and I'm like, wow, I really want to do 10,000 crunches in eight seconds. Like, do I need to buy this fucking hospital bed? Is this all part of... No, what you is... go in. You go in for a sesh. Oh, I, oh! I thought it was like a portable thing. I was gonna say like, no, does, no, uh, no. Does he just have a hospital bed in his house, and he just happens to no, be laying no, on no, it no. while you, doing? You this? go to the office. You go to the doctor's is office for your workout. They really need to yeah. make it more like modern and appealing. I feel like I'm a 79 year old like senior in this fucking thing. Like, what am I sitting on this bed for? <laughs> Comfort. Just put like a like a red <laughs> put a Red Bull ad on it or something. Wow, yeah. so it's getting you strong while you're yes. doing it. Yes, so it's getting you strong like, while you're wow. doing it. He's just so laying there. He's old he's man so with leg tattoos. Wait, you have what? to like run the machine yourself? That's no. too much work. What am I paying for? Look at this decor in there. It's like a funeral parlor. <laughs> What the fuck is going I mean, on here? Just in case. <laughs> it's a one-stop shop. Dr. Kevorkian's in the other room. Like, oh, man, I can't wait. This is be awesome. <laughs> so, you know, with all this working out, where where did it go? Did it uh, did it help him? 
Yeah. Did he get what he needed out of it? Yeah, he sings well, with his he sings with his abs now. Thankfully, now that the, <laughs> now that the tour started, we could, we have video proof to see. But first off, I want to mention that there was an injury injury to kick off the tour, and oh, no. somehow it wasn't Vince Neal. <laughs> it was, in fact, Tommy Lee. Wow, that's not even that wouldn't even be my second guess. Yeah. This one's one other guy who sustains lots of injuries in that band. <laughs> who, Somehow who, who Mick Mars. Oh, I see. <laughs> Full strength. He's like laughing at these other guys now from his uh like iron lung. He's just like you fucking dumbass. He broke a rib. How many if ribs? You stay you injured, you don't have to get injured. Yes, that's he, a trick. His bones just broke from him rolling over in bed last week. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club, asshole. <laughs> He's that meme, you know, the guillotine guy, like the the noose guy. First time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's here's the footage. First night of the tour. Now, again, this stadium tour is very expensive. Very, very expensive. The worst seats in the house. Costs over a hundred dollars, like a hundred and twenty-five dollars for for nosebleeds to sit so far away that you're basically watching a YouTube video. That you're, yeah, you're all you're basically getting the sound of the of the live show, but the visuals you're just watching screens. Like right. you can't, you don't see anybody. You're way too far away. So, like for example, it is going to be tonight. It is at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. <laughs> Okay, so well, you can get Miami, yes. Spanish it is. <laughs> okay, the, shitty, the shittiest seats are actually, uh, okay, you can get 45. Oh, oh, these are resales. That's why. <laughs> the resale tickets have gotten, have tanked. But let's see. If you were to get a regular ticket, non-resale, it is, the shittiest ticket is $45 plus service fees, which ends up being $400. $134 for two tickets. So that's unbelievable. It's like what 20 something service fees each. Yeah. So that's that's like almost 60% service fees. And that well, that's also Miami. It's a it's a cheaper market. Let's see what let's see what city feels. 60%. I don't think that math is right. But no, it's fifty. It's what it was a 20 on a $45 ticket. Yeah. It's less than 50%. No, it was more than tw- if it's a hundred and thirty dollars for two tickets. Right, that's how much a ticket. Sixty five. Yeah, sixty five. So it's forty five. Oh, okay, 60. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck off. You said it was forty five initially, and then we said yeah, it was yeah. twenty in service fees. So that's what I was. Yeah, no, you're right. About. All right, you're right. You're right. It's a little less than. Jeez. It's still, All right. It's, it's still absurd. Back, okay, here we go. You. Here we go. In City Field, the shittiest tickets are ninety dollars. Oh my god! Before service fees. So City's Field is huge too. Like it's like a baseball stadium, so it's like you're gonna be even farther away, probably like at the top, top of right. So one ticket is a hundred and eighteen dollars. <laughs> just Ugh. stay home. Just stay home. Just you go, just, just go drive to the parking lot and listen to it from the parking lot. Or I just, just like yeah, or just Google him singing like shit. There's like a million videos. Yeah, just well, watch the watch, live well, Just watch us. Yeah, well, give us a few minutes. We're gonna play some anyway. So, <laughs> first day of the of the tour, at the beginning of the show, 
the beginning of the Motley Crue thing. This is Motley Crue's big return to uh, venues now. Like this tour has been delayed for two years because of the pandemic. And the uh, first thing you see is Tommy Lee coming out. And, and here's what he says. Let's play this video. Did you did Dick? Oh. Could you hear it? Yes. We did it. We showed up at a place. <laughs> Congratulations. We got paid millions of dollars to show up, and we actually showed up. We got here without any of us dying. <laughs> well, like four broken ribs. One guy has no bone anyway. marrow left. Other guy's electrifying his own abdomen, but we made it. <laughs> we did it. What I got to tell you is about 14 days ago, I pooped my bed. Oh. I fucking broke. Whoa, extreme close-up of his crotch right here. <laughs> I don't know. It looks that like one. his whole body, Rob. I don't know that that's a close-up. No, of hold on. Right here. Oh. Here we go. Oh, I see. You, did you zoom in, though? Mm. No, this is... No, they zoom I out. I fucking broke. <laughs> not one, yeah. not two, not three, but four fucking ribs. Right here. Yes, we know where what? your ribs are, dipshit. Yeah. Also, also, we know he knows how to count to four, so that's impressive. And, and he's a drummer, he's though. A drum- you, you need, you need to, yeah, you, that's the least you need to know. I know. I wish I had a fucking badass story like me and Conor McGregor fucking scrapping out at some fucking bar or something, but I don't. Conor does like beating um, up old men, but I don't know if you're quite old enough yet, Tommy, for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. He's like, I don't have a, a cool story. So wait, what's the story? How'd you break four ribs, Tommy? Well, Shannon had the scoop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a fucking great time. And my Play boy Tommy Cubettos. Play some fucking music, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Was this at the very beginning of the show or just right before the Motley Crue set? I think right before Molly Cruz set. Okay. Back here, he's gonna help me get through this because the doctors, the doctors told me no playing, bro, no playing. And I was like, Who cares? Are you Where's fucking you? high, bro? Are you fucking, you fucking hot? <laughs> Are you fucking high, bro? Yeah, wow. We got he's, a fucking tour to do. He's so, gonna, he's determined anyway, to play along with that synced up track, no matter what. Shit. My boy, <laughs> help me out here, and I'll see you guys later. I'm with the goddamn show. Yes. Lip syncing starts now. So what I don't understand is, so he can't play. He's injured. Why is he there? He's gonna play through it, Sid. He's a warrior. Well, I thought he's, they were playing. No, 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 no. He plays a few songs. Most of the set he is not playing, but then he'll come out to give people what? their money's worth. So like the slow ones, or how is it? Determined? I don't know. What did a doctor say? Okay, you could do three songs, but no more than that. You could just do the encore. Or like, did they make the he doctor says, listen to the tra- the set list and pick out the least intense? Like, how does that? I'm confused. Poor doctor. Says, been listen, re- fucking Molly Crew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been wrestling and healing, and even though doctors tell me I shouldn't play at all, you know, I'm stubborn and I'll beast through the pain every show for as many songs as I can. The next headline is Tommy Lee now has 17 broken. Ribs. Seriously. Like, dude, it's okay. You're just the drummer. It's fine. You're famous. Yeah. But he's arguably the, the most famous member of the band. Okay. And so he, he's there. He showed up. He waves at the beginning. He could be like the mascot. You're 62, dude. Like, listen to the fucking doctor. Yeah. 
Seriously? I don't know. I just picked the number Let's out. See. That sounds I, like it could be right. Can't be far off. 59. 59. Oh, all right. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see how how Vince Neal sounds. Oh no. Now that uh you know, now, now, now that we know that Tommy's not around. Has, has all of his hard work Tommy's paid off. His voice. What was that say? <laughs> Vince has sympathy pains for Tommy, so he's also playing hurt. Oh, okay. And he's got like one ab muscle left. Burned all <laughs> Is the other that- ones. Is that how Tommy broke his ribs? Was he riding shotgun with Vince to the <laughs> liquor store? <laughs> I thought you were going to say he walked in and electrocuted himself. On his stupid and then the, the, the thing was too tight. <laughs> Don't get in a car with Vince Neal. You're asking for trouble. Oh my God! The future is ours. That's a weird slogan for Motley Crue. The future is ours. <laughs> how much of it is left? Yeah. What are you surprised by, Rob? I'm surprised they're playing in daylight, but I guess it's like if they start at like 8.30 even, it's still going to be All light All these people have to get home. The, the audience is older than it used to be. They're in bed by 9. They're the ones he called Dr. Feel Not So Good after 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I love... That uh, Vince Steele has to wear like a caftan just, to, <laughs> just, just, just so like all of his curves are obscured. He's got a fucking Mrs. Roper dress on. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> he's, he's auditioning for the Golden Girls reboot. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's see that entrance again. That was incredible. Straight from B. Arthur's wardrobe closet. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Oh my god! I just love the sleeves. Rose, I can't talk now. I'm performing a show with my band. <laughs> like that's isn't that a Golden Girls plot? Vince steals steals one of their captains <laughs> to do a reunion show. <laughs> just doing crossovers every week. It got real. That's when they jumped the shark. <laughs> All right, let's see how he sounds. <laughs> sounds like B. Arthur. Oh man, I can't tell. It's it's intentionally low in the mix. Oh. Yeah. Amen. This is like one of the easier songs. I feel like okay, gotta, we got to get that. to "Home Sweet Home." Kickstart my one. heart. I think uh, "Kickstart My Heart" I oh, think is a hard one. That's the one he always fucks like, up to. Yeah. That's the one where he forgets like... the words, too. Oh, that's right. Kickstart my horse. Kickstart my horse. He's singing. This is really one of their better songs, for sure. Yeah? They got a lot of good songs. I'm joking they around about Motley Crue, but they have, like, they have like three solid albums. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it. Like Their earlier stuff actually fucking rocks, and then they you know, sold out or whatever. Dr. Feelgood is the first album I really can't stand by Motley Crue. And even that was like a hugely successful album. Yeah, that's when I felt like it was just pure, consciously, like Aerosmith in the 90s, like just trying to make uh-huh. a hit album. Yeah. With no soul to it. I have it. to say, this is really impressive visual effects they're doing. It is. Because they're doing live effects on them on the video. Woo! Woo! <laughs> 
<laughs> what? He does the Bruce Lee thing. Well, he's dressed like a like he's living in a dojo. So <laughs> just like one of the Seven Samurai. <laughs> Amurai? Is that something? <laughs> yeah, it's been steel. <laughs> I can barely it make it out. That's awful. I can't. I can't even hear it enough to tell whether he sucks or not. That's how low right. it is in the mix. We have looks that kill. Should we do that? Should we do home sweet home? Home sweet home for sure. That's maybe because maybe they'll like. It's like a, such a power ballad. Maybe they'll focus <laughs> in on his singing, or he'll just let the audience do it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, he took off the Mrs. Roper dress. <laughs> okay. Is Mick Mars in a face mask? I can't tell. Let's see. Or is that just because they're about to perform surgery on him? <laughs> oh, see, they got Tommy Lee out for this one. He can play this one. Yeah. Well, he's on piano. Yeah. yeah. No drumming. He's using his ribs to drum. That was oh, my God. <laughs> Nick Mars isn't a mask, right? Maybe. <laughs> oh, uh, you mean like a, a COVID mask? Yeah. I thought you meant like a no. decorative, like a slip. I don't know. It's something. I, I just see it's. His I don't face see his face. Just lacks just contrast. Just, <laughs> just lacks contrast. He's That's just all. a wraith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his face rejects any shade. <laughs> totally translucent. Is that Buckethead? Maybe. <laughs> you see the Buckethead mask? Can't really this far is away. Honestly, not that bad. This is not the hard part yet. Oh, there you go. It's definitely not as bad as the other videos we've seen. That's good. I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. You get one verse, people. That's all. That's it. Those drum bass, the bass, that huge. Abha says the real McMars died ten years ago and was replaced by a lookalike. But like, yeah. honestly, if you told me that this is the McMars who died ten years ago, I'd believe that too. <laughs> I just weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, they went too authentic with the replacement. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to replace them with a viable, like, healthy person. <laughs> All right, let's see one other one. I feel like this one isn't really. Yeah, I'm disappointed. He's like, he doesn't sound good, but he's not like atrocious. Clearly, yeah. he was just holding back on the solo tour. The highlight of he's that like, I'll give was... you guys like forty percent. <laughs> that the highlight was the was him girls girls like girls a, like a gold. It should be golden girls girls girls. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> What the? F what's rising out of the? What is that? They're is just that like. Uh, oh my god! Android women with with big t robot tits. What does this have to do with girls? 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 Isn't that like about strippers and shit? Like they're. Just well, this is the future. Yeah. This is future girls. 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 Yes. 
giant 50-foot android cyborg women are going to do, like dominate us. Is it like a cross-promo with the new season of Westworld, maybe? <laughs> oh, and their, their dancers oh. are all... Oh you, my God. I just want to point out, this is how much they knew Vince Neil would suck, that they were like, he's not going to keep the show going. We're going to need to hire dancers to at least distract these people. Yeah, <laughs> while yeah. he's thinking, 100%. They're basically Guar now. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to chop off the head of the uh, cyborgs at the end of this. I do think it's a nice touch that all the dancers, though, are the illegitimate children Vince Neil fathered during the Dr. Feelgood tour. <laughs> <laughs> They're just giving him work now. It's a full cir circle moment. Ah, he sounds so bad there. Did you hear that? No. Oh, let me go back a little bit. It's all of the people that Razzle was supporting. died. Hey, <laughs> The bass is blowing everything else out. It's, yeah. it's kind of a bummer. I mean, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah I don't know. There might be, oh, yeah, same old situation. <laughs> oh, my God. It's very low. Don't we want it that way? I mean, <laughs> the contrast of Vince Neil and all these Zichrachina old farts, like playing these songs about uh, having sex with strippers and everything, and then the actually young women walk around on the stage is so fun. It's like they're his nurses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? It's like they're his nurses. It's like they're his, uh, home, <laughs> his home attendants. It wouldn't be a bad idea to make sure all the dancers have some low level of first aid training. <laughs> just in case. She's got like a, a defibrillator in her high heels. <laughs> what, like, it's like the women haven't aged. Like he's the same women would come out on the stage in 1987. Yeah. But this is their granddaughters. Well, imagine if they had those same women now. Yeah, well, that would be, I'm like actually three deaths per show. Tickets would be even more expensive. Even if nobody <laughs> dies, like you have that tension that they could. Vince <laughs> Neil wouldn't know what to do with that ass right now. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> wow, this extreme close up of him. You really see all the work he's done. Uh, he's really trying. What do you think Ugh. these girls are thinking, uh, other than I got my <laughs> No, that's all they're thinking. Hold on. Go back. Let, let, let's listen to this. <laughs> but, Sid, I got to challenge you on that point. I'm sorry, but that is, I'm sure that's why they're there. No argument here. But you got the money. It's already in the bank. And now you have to do this. There has to be some thought there. Like, what the, the thought fuck is, where I... are we going for dinner after the show? And is it time for that already? Or <laughs> are we done yet? Do you think they secretly want him to keel over just so they get yeah. like an hour off earlier? Well, do they do they still get paid for the full gig if only part <laughs> of the gig happens? I don't know. Oh, it's, it could be by the minute, you're saying. Yeah. Do you think Jesus. the guys in Def Leppard are like banging these ladies like pre-show and Vince Neil's very angry and jealous and 
that's causing friction? Do you think the guy that gets the girl that gets stuck with Rick Allen gets upset that she oh, gets ha- half the attention that other <laughs> girls get? <laughs> well, put her to get put him together with Tommy Lee, and you got one full drummer at this point. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just double team. He's like, I, I only got one arm, but I got a total complement of ribs. <laughs> got all me ribs. It's like a crippled Voltron. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, where are the women going? They're gone. Oh, no. They activated the blowjob device too early. Yeah. <laughs> Look at how not into it the audience is. They're all just like looking around. They're looking around being like, wow, I spent $4,000 for this. They're like, is it worth it to just go now? Anybody else? They don't want to be the first one to leave. But if they see other people headed for the exits, they're going to go. <laughs> An improvement. All right. I think my goodness. We got it. so Motley Crew on the road. Go see them. Or if you want to burn your money? I don't know. How many dates will be canceled because of injury or COVID case? Something. Well, COVID case, I don't think any of them are hanging out with each other after the show, so I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> well, Mick Mars is masked up, so yeah, he probably has has had. Oh, good. Dusty Rose Buffler writes: All the people at the show stormed the Capitol. <laughs> they don't have the energy to storm anything. Those people. Yeah, they, they slowly st- walked up the steps. They stormed it in spirit from television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, because if they actually stormed it, they'd be locked up right now. They wouldn't be free to go to a concert. And they have four broken ribs like uh, like Tommy Lee. Oh, no, that's why he's got the broken ribs. <laughs> he's right next to John Schaefer in that photo. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good times. Well, <laughs> stop we're the, still going on. Doctor, stop the steal good. <laughs> votes, votes, votes. No. Yeah. Right. Votes, votes, votes. Get Mike Pence to not certify the election. You sound votes, better than Vince Neal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're going to be in Miami tonight. You're going to fly Orlando down? tomorrow. Hey, oh, they're in New York next week. Oh, you should try to find out when they're uh, going to be in the same city, coincidentally, as an AEW show, and then you could do two things yeah. at once. Just fly. Yeah, out. yeah, it's true. I'm going to be in Chicago next week. Hopefully, I'll run into Zach Beats. Was, was he from Chicago? I, I think so. He was from uh, Illinois. Illinois, like suburb. Uh, it's weird that we had someone on this show who currently lives in Chicago and was on this show for about four years. 
and you the first person you think of when you go yeah. to Chicago is Zach Beats. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he'll teach God. That's true. I have to reach out to him. Yeah, now that I you, make sure to mention that I reminded you yeah. that you have to reach out to him. Hey, Sean, remember how you were like all about Chicago? Are you still there? Are you still doing that whole Chicago thing? I totally He's thought of this suburb. by myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to be there next week for the AEW New Japan pay-per-view. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm excited for that just to watch it on television. Mm-hmm. They've been doing such a great job with the Dynamites to hype this up, too. Like it's only getting more hyped the more I watch the weekly shows. I feel like uh, they're kind of. I mean, the show is a week and a half away, and it doesn't feel that way. Like I feel like they're a little behind on the hype, a little. Like not all yeah. the matches are announced. Well, that yeah, I can see that, but I mean, just what they're putting on air. Like just when Tanahashi just came out, I popped. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. All that writer. Is that Tanahashi Coates? That, no, that's he's wrestling now. That's Tanahisi Coates. Oh, that'd be cool though if they, they <laughs> someone did an angle where they were like a very progressive writer that touches on issues of race, and he just wrestled like racist dudes. They should just have Tanahashi just wear multiple coats when he comes to the ring. <laughs> just Tanahashi go very literal coat. with it. Yes. Fortunately, he doesn't speak very good English so like he came out and he had like a little back and forth with Chris Jericho and it was like 95% Jericho talking and then he just goes Jericho shut up (laughs) and the crowd went nuts it was Was Jericho (laughs) complaining about Domino's pizza for 15 minutes (laughs) should have been that would be great I'd I'd buy that paper (laughs) it comes with a free thin crust (laughs) That's what I wanted to say when Jericho called into our show. <laughs> Shut up! Uh, but that wasn't even the biggest story in uh, professional wrestling this week, actually. Right. Sid, do you know about this? I've heard, I've seen I, headlines, but I'd like to... I think everybody knows about it, but like the big story in pro wrestling is that uh, Vince McMahon uh, has been accused of some potential improprieties. Big shock. Shocker. Uh, but the board of directors of the WWE, uh, they got an anonymous tip from a friend of a former employee of WWE who said that Vince McMahon paid her $3 million in hush money to not talk about their sexual relationship, which has since ended. And that she is scared well, for yeah. her life. Well, yeah, now that she's writing him out, I'm pretty sure it ended. <laughs> uh, so the way the story goes is this paralegal was hired. Uh, and by the way, this NDA was signed in January of 2022. This isn't from like 20 years ago. This is from this year. So this paralegal was hired at 100000 a year. And then allegedly once her sexual relationship with Vince McMahon started was bumped up in pay to 200,000 a year which this is this is the big smoking gun here this is where Vince could really get in trouble because he is using company money 
for his like personal sexual gain. Or but I'm sure he's just going to say like, I gave her that money because she did a fantastic job. Like you can't, can you actually prove that it was done for that reason? R- well, well I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it was, but I'm saying like how, how the you way you would prove it? it is does her role position, uh, like, <laughs> does her position at the company, her oh. employment position, uh, <laughs> deserve that kind of salary bump that quickly and the answer is probably no that's how that's where the subjective like a great i like well but what other paralegals are getting paid i think she got paid two hundred thousand to then become uh so the the salacious part of the story is that once vince was done with her he quote and this is a quote from the anonymous tipster passed her like a toy to the head of talent relations John Laurinaitis, the former Johnny Ace, <gasps> meaning to work for him instead, or to, for him to fuck instead, to for, the, to work under him and have the same arrangement that Vince had, where he fucks her. Well, oh. that's the implication, but it wasn't directly said. Uh, yeah. But uh, and that but she did go to work for him, so we know that. Part. Yes, and that eventually they they gave her they gave her an agreement where they gave her a million dollars up front and two million over the next few years to shut the fuck up and she's like terrified and that's where the the anonymous tip came in and that and then the board of directors so to put this in perspective the wwe board of directors it isn't like so some of the board of directors it's vince it's stephanie mcmahon triple h nick khan who is basically vince's number two guy right now but then everyone else on the board of directors are not people from within WWE. They're people from the corporate world that they like brought in as kind of like, we need more credibility, like, and just having your name attached. Like, we'll pay you a hundred. Like, these are millionaires that they're like, we'll give you some pocket change just to say that you're like affiliated. And if you thing, fuck right? us, we'll double it. <laughs> well, but for those board, and so these board members, one of them is like, uh, a, a Sony Pictures guy, one of the one of the CEO of Barstool Sports. Is oh well, highly reputable individuals. But let's just say uh, that the but, point- there, but there's people there's people with prestige corporate positions that are on this board. So they're they are the ones that have paid a independent law firm, a legitimate independent law firm, to uh, file an investigation into these allegations because. They don't want their names besmirched. I mean, you jumped and, into this company. You, you're, I think you're sort of besmirching yourself with eyes wide open at that point. Well, I mean, to a point, to a point. I, I think until, it's, uh, well, we joked around saying in the beginning that, oh, what a big shock that Vince is mm-hmm. doing something shitty, which, but, the, but there is a shocking part to the story, which is that after his like 40 years of doing shitty things, he might now actually be removed from his position, which was not the case ever before. Like he just ran the company and that's it. So I think what Sid said has merit, which is like, they knew what they were getting into. They did know what they were getting into. This is not like naively being blindsided by this. I think Vince McMahon is just such a fuck up in every single way that this is like a sort of a way of an excuse to just get rid of him. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But in the corporate world, I feel like if you watch WWE, <laughs> I feel like you. I am of the mind that like the biggest detriment to WWE creatively is Vince McMahon. <laughs> like okay. he needs to go away. 
Uh, but if you're in the corporate world, I feel it's the opposite. I feel people are like, who the only person that understands how to promote wrestling successfully is Vince McMahon. That's like the viewpoint from people that don't pay attention. So wait, I'm uh, sorry. Can you say that? I didn't follow you there. What did you say about Vince McMahon? I said people who don't follow wrestling, people who are just in the corporate world, they assume that the only person that can successfully oh. run a wrestling company is Vince McMahon. And that but if he's not there, they're fucked. Well, but if so far, he is the only one who's been able to do that. Right? But hold on. But partly because only because they have a monopoly. Like he crushes anyone else that Right, but like you have to you have to dive into it to understand why he's the successful one. But if you're just on a surface level paying attention, there like you can't WWE can't be successful without Vince McMahon. But I object to that in two ways. First of all, these people who jumped into this, two things. At, at the very least, they've been in this company for long enough now to know that he's not all there like he's i'm not, not saying i'm not saying these board of director people i'm saying like oh, shareholder oh. like like oh, just corporate america like there's corporate okay. sponsors all that the view so from like, the outside uh, looking in so they so yeah. like they so like they they grew up on wwf and they just think he's a genius still and they don't delve into it that much right exactly exactly that's what i'm saying so anyway but but this is very bad right now and it's bad for their corporate image it's bad for potential like sponsors might be like oh i don't know this is again like you know we have our, i was okay when it was kane raping a corpse but this <laughs> this is a bridge too far that was, that was the story oh. this is real yeah. well he didn't really rape the corpse <laughs> it was first of all it was triple h it was triple h was it no it was kane triple that h in a kane mask Oh, okay, well, all right. No, but he, but the, but the story was that Kane really raped the corpse, and Triple H put the He's mask on to mock him mm -hmm. doing that. Right, but we don't know. But we don't know that that really happened. It was. Just <laughs> we don't. Anyways, <laughs> I know what happened. Okay, I was there. I, 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 I held the Kane's camera. Kane's an elected official now. He wouldn't have done something like that. <gasps> Not now. So, <laughs> so this is pretty bad for Vince uh, because. Oh well, the fun thing is that it, during their investigation they uncovered more ndas than oh, vince gave and like so and so <laughs> vince's lawyer his defense is like oh this was a completely consensual relationship and vince paid only with his own personal money but that's not completely true because she did get that raise like he the three million is vince's personal money but the raise that's where the red flag is so here here's my my thing as it stands right now this is like a very juicy story, but it's like an episode I, of succession. Oh, and there's the, an even uh, another layer to it, which is Stephanie McMahon, his daughter. She was the chief brand officer for years. And a month ago, abruptly announced she was taking a leave of absence to focus on her family and stepping down from her role. which was very shocking and people were like, Oh, there has to be something more to this. And then the next week there was a story in a business publication where anonymous WWE executives were basically saying, Oh yeah, well, you know, she didn't do her job too well. That's why she had to leave. Like they were kind of shitting on her and it's come out that the reason that happened was because they were afraid the stock price would have been affected. So they had to like dump on her. And then so she leaves two weeks later, this scandal came out. And then based on the timeline 
of her resignation. And when the board of directors found out about this, these claims and these allegations, she knew about it at the time that she quit. So she, and, so wait, she just left and agreed to get shitted on. Like, uh, okay. She I didn't necessarily say- agree to that. She didn't, she didn't might've not known that was happening. It seems like really the whole point of her stepping down, if they're asking her to step down so that they could say the fault was with her. No, not no, 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 no. Nobody. I didn't say they asked her to step down. We don't know why she stepped down. We don't know if somebody asked her if she decided to, but then like the implication in these gossipy stories after she left was that she wasn't bringing in the business that they needed and blah, blah, blah. Just to cover their ass. They said, well, we didn't need her anyway. She wasn't. Yes. Yes. They were covering their ass. But then the following week, the following week, Vince McMahon is getting into trouble and it's a bad look for him to stay on as CEO while he's being investigated for, you know, using his position for personal gain. So he has to step down. Who is the only person that he's going to trust to take over the role, uh, like which is very clearly a figurehead position because he's he's stepping down from his chairman and CEO position, but still maintaining control of WWE creative. Like, damn it! Like the one thing I wanted. Well, it's completely ass backwards because the the one thing that they do well is make money. It's like the yeah. one thing he's could successful at. Yeah, Somehow, like the good thing they- <laughs> no one knows how the fucking show has sucked for 25 years, but they make money. Somehow they pull out his fucking Saudi they, uh, dead bodies of are- Yemenis or whatever. But, they, but, <laughs> they- the, but the show sucks and they're still letting him book the show. Yeah, it's boring. so Stephanie is it has been brought back after she she did a you know terrible job. Uh, she's been brought back and now she's the interim CEO and chairwoman of wwe now how does this work out to me i think this is totally vince uh doing an optics thing you know like oh give the press the press is going to forget about this there's going to be some other scandal in two weeks this is all going to die down and then that's it he'll be back to business as normal and you think he's running it through stephanie or is she just her own woman or whatever i think i think that he thinks that she is just a figurehead and he's still running the show. Everything's still going through him. But what's going to happen if she doesn't think that he's going to go tell her do this. And she says, fuck off. Like that. That's when, that's when things get fun. That's do you think she'll do that though? Is my point. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the, there's a lot of unanswered questions on what the interpersonal relationships are here. How does Stephanie feel about how like Stephanie and triple H are obviously there both on the board and they're like a team. Right. Uh, how are, what are their feelings towards Vince? What are their feelings towards Nick Khan, who is the he's kind of the guy, the number two, basically. He's running the ship. He's the one making these crazy deals uh, for billions of dollars for rights fees. That's that's elevating the value of the company. He's arguably the most important member of the company behind Vince, if not more important than Vince. Uh, and what is his position is he loyal to vince is he loyal to stephanie and triple h what was their drama with stephanie and nick khan which led to stephanie deciding to leave you know or are they on the same page and do they think vince needs to leave it really is like succession it's exactly and it's like there's so many there's so many angles like who leaked the story to the press you know how did the press get a hold of this this was only something reported to the board of directors certainly it had to be a member of the board of directors that went to wall street journal or maybe it was 
the woman herself or her friend that leaked this to the Wall Street Journal. Like, there's so many. This is more interesting than anything WWE has written in over like in like 20 years. You know. So, well, yeah. to your point, there they open SmackDown with like Vince McMahon's gonna come out to the ring. You gotta tune in, and then he just walked out and just said, "I love the fans. The fans are great here in wanna, Missouri, yeah, whatever the fuck they were." That's that was weird. the weirdest thing. And then he the walked day. out. He didn't like address this. He didn't use it as a story. He didn't do anything. He just said, "I love the fans. The fans are fantastic." And then you so let's watch this. Uh, so this was really weird because I feel like uh, you know all there's all this controversy, all this. You know, Vince McMahon is stepping down and he's announced he's going to be appearing on SmackDown tonight, quote, in character. That's kind of how they were promoting it to the business trades, <laughs> where it's like, what other media figure has been accused of, you know, inappropriate sexual behavior? And then is like, you know what? I'm going to go up in character and talk about this. I mean, only on, presidents on of the United States. Otherwise, nobody. <laughs> That's I fair. Mean- or, or or Kevin Spacey with those weird Christmas oh videos. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, normally it should be like, just lay low for a couple of weeks. Just yeah. I'm going on television, damn it. Dusty Rhodes Muffler says, if only Test married Stephanie. Oh. We'd have a different. At image. least Vince didn't bomb Serbia to distract from this story. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yet. We don't know. <laughs> Hold on. So here, let's see. And also, the thing that struck me about this is he... Both looks and sounds so old now. He is very old. Yes, but Sid, it happened all of a sudden. Like it happened he was, so quick. He was really old and didn't look old for a while, for a long time. He was really and it's, like it's two years ago. Voice, oh yeah, he is yeah. very puffy. He was. This was like two years ago. He looked like decent for his age. It is a privilege, as always, to stand before you here tonight. The WWE Universe. Yeah. Like breath. Especially a privilege to stand here in this ring in Minnesota. Oh, shut up. Cheap pop. <laughs> the cheap pop. <laughs> but ironic cheap pop. You the four words. We... <gasps> the four. Oh. Not oh, the 14 yeah. words, Rob. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. okay. Woo. <laughs> Imagine. He starts quoting Mein Kampf. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, I'll, in you character. Want a, in character. Yeah. Hey, you want a scandal? <laughs> I'll give him a scandal. <laughs> He's a great promoter. I transpired upon the ring. <laughs> he knows how to book the end of his own career. I'm here assembling your mind. You hear that? You hear it? You hear it. I hear it. I don't see it, though. Oh. Okay, here we go. I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw and what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Welcome to SmackDown. And that's it. Bye. So isn't that weird? So And also, they piped in crowd cheers, and they found, like, any person cheering him and uh, I was just so thrown off by this because he's saying the most important word here is together. Like this really was a, p- a political propaganda speech because he's almost saying like, hey, if you like WWE, if you're a fan, you have to support me here. We're together. We're all in this together. I mean, eventually yeah. he's going to die. Eventually there's going to be a, no matter what he does, there will be a WWE after he 
is involved. Your so, ticket, your ticket money and merchandise money went to that fund so I could cover up me banging one of my employees. <laughs> You're in this with set me. up an OnlyFans and share it with the people who invest. <laughs> You're oh, all I mean, complicit, I- damn it. Finally, share those they've... Trish Stratus nudes that he's been hoarding this whole time. Has them Do you think Vince phone. is more of a Viagra guy or a Cialis guy? Both. Whatever. He and did and, it, and for those that don't up. know, the, for those that don't know the difference, Cialis, it is a you take. I believe it is a medication that you take when you assume you're going to have sex at some point that day. So it will it will potentially keep you aroused throughout the entire day, whereas a Viagra is more of an instant. You pop it right within a four a four hour window kind of. So Cialis is for optimists and Viagra is for pessimists. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. And then there's also knock a, on wood. That's the one thing that works on me. I'm 48 knock years old. Don't knock never, too hard. <laughs> I get boners. I get unwanted boners still at this point. Right now, know. show us. Not right now. <laughs> You're both very unappealing. Oh, God damn it. I'm just kidding. You're Get Vince beautiful. McMahon back on the screen, Rob. Quick. <laughs> now, that, now that'll get me a boner. <laughs> I don't need Cialis for that. <laughs> Hit that corpse. I'll knock four of his ribs out. <laughs> You'll double your salary for it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> What's he paying me now? Zero? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I guess I'm doing it for love of the you game. You get like a free Peacock account. <laughs> How about that? Like Peacock's deluxe. Peacock for cock. Yeah. <laughs> hey. All right. So that's. So yeah, who knows what's going to happen there? But I assume nothing. <laughs> I yeah. don't think anything's going to happen. These rich old fucks mostly get away with it. Yeah. Like exactly, and I. To me, it feels like they don't want uh, they don't want Vince to step down. Like WWE, like the board wants to find any way they can for him to get away with it, or not like for him to not be accused of any wrongdoing. I should say. But well, then why we'll would see. they investigate it at all? Yeah, uh, they well because they don't want to tarnish their names. But if there's a way to do this where everyone gets out scot-free it's fine i don't know risky i don't know i think they i think the majority opinion is how could you not want vince mcmahon out of this company i mean it creates a power vacuum and then everybody else could take a step up right but then like it it'll uh it'll create chaos and then the stock price will go down and then people lose money and they want to make money in the short term but i think the people who who have the ability to step in and do the be the successor all believe they can steer the ship and make it even more money than Vince McMahon is making mm, it. Because do they? I think they might believe that. I don't know if yeah. they can do it, but I think that's the thought process. It would be mine if I was a stockholder. Look, you look, you got to look at it as not what the actual bottom line is that they make, but what's the potential. Like if they had the resources of WWE, but they also did a good show, you're telling me it wouldn't increase their profits? Like if they're rating, I don't think all no because they're all their money is guaranteed at this point. It's guaranteed until the next contract comes out, and mm-hmm. then you can negotiate a new contract and you make more money if the show is more valuable. The show is already valuable. It is the valuable, show. but it's a co- opportunity cost. It's like what could it be if 
you actually did a good show and you had all mm -hmm. these resources and global oh, networking and all that. To be clear, Darren, I agree with you. I, I, I am just taking the position of the the like corporate devil's advocate. You know I agree. I, just, I, like, I understand you're not really saying that, but I just think yeah, it's, yeah. Such a, it's such a no brainer to me. I think people get lost in the fact, yeah, they made, you know, three point one billion dollars. So over such and such a time, but that is a huge amount of money. But you're talking about potential that's lost because this guy's an insane narcissist and senile. Like, I feel like it could be double that, triple. Who knows what? Yeah. Happens. Sky's the limit. Well, we'll we'll see how this plays out, and we will keep you posted. Because <laughs> this, this is important stuff. Uh, Do you think it would be yeah. better if Triple H was... I mean, he has a heart condition. I don't know if he even wants the stress, but like, if he was the new Vince McMahon, you think... Do you think this show would be a lot better, or do you think it was yes. like a it was different... Yes, it was good when he was doing NXT. Or would it be a different poison, you think? I think it would be good. I think uh, the only person preventing it from being good is Vince, because everything that I've seen, uh, even like looking at like former writers, even recent former, like writers that have recently quit, they'll talk about story arcs that they've written out and i'm like oh that would have been a great way for that to go and then he just rips it up so it's like the main bottleneck is just him everyone else is very good at their jobs they understand <sighs> basic storytelling it's just he pushes back on it i think i'm 90 percent agree with you i think i think most i think if triple h was the boss would be better i think if certain people i think there are certain people in that company that are vince mcmahon acolytes and if those people took over, it would just be more of the same shit. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want actual acolytes. Sure. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, that would be a disaster, <laughs> especially JBL. Oh, my God. He would literally be doing Mein Kampf on the air. Oh, my God. Didn't he do the white power salute in Germany and he got in trouble that time? They went on a yeah. tour in Germany and he, I guess he was trying to be a heel and troll oh. the audience. So he, he did a white power. Okay. He did a Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> then he then he had a yeah, backpedal. White wine. Yeah, he transpired upon the ring. <laughs> he can't be racist. He was tag team partners with a black man. Exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> he went to dinner at Ron Simmons' house. Once. <laughs> yeah. Left as soon as possible. The, la the lasagna was really bad, so he was <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> Freedom! Yeah. Freedom to eat good lasagna. All right, well, that concludes our WWE talk. Darren, what happened with your phone? Uh, it broke. Uh, this know. is kind of a funny story. Well, funny in retrospect. It wasn't funny at the time, but um as you know, I do sports officiating. So it's like this crazy time when the the girls' high school softball is like just going nuts. It's like all of New York City. They're in the they were in the semifinals and finals. So I'm going to do all these huge games in front of like actual big crowds. All the oh, parents wow. come and everything and stands. And they started being real strict with the uniforms. Like I have like a powder blue umpire uniform that I was using all year. Turns out it has to be with a certain logo and I didn't even have this jersey and like no one sent me an email or looped me in or anything. So uh, I asked a, a, a homie, you know, I, I need a, a jersey. Do you have, can you lend me a jersey? Sure. No problem. 
I picked it up until my jerseys came in the mail. Like I ordered them. So I borrowed this jersey from him. And I was wearing it for like three days until my my shirt came in the mail. So the day that I got my shirt, by total coincidence, I'm working with the homie. He's my partner. So I said, oh, perfect. I'm going to bring him back the shirt. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go to the Italian bakery. And I'm going to buy him some Jvulliadel. I found out you can't do that because I was going to be out in the sun for like three hours. Mm. Yeah. So the guy told me this, by the way, side story, this Italian bakery, it's on fifth Avenue. First of all, wonderful. Great. Manhattan? Stuff. No, Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, Bay Ridge. And the oh, guy's like, oh, I'll look it up. At, Is this oh, it's, it's with a G. I can't call it right now. I'll okay. look it up during the show when I have a free minute. Uh, so the guy's like such a stereotypical, like Italian off the boat accent. Mm -hmm. Sounded like Mario, basically. You cannot leave it into the sun. You gotta, you gotta, anything that you buy, you gotta be in a chocolate. So I said, all right. So I, he's picked out a nice assortment for me. These beautiful cookies, wonderful. I'm like, I'm gonna give this to this guy for him and his family and thank him for the shirt and all that. I buy, pay for this shit. I leave. I walk out. Boom! This guy's on a scooter and almost murders me. As like I'm on the sidewalk. The on the sidewalk. I spin to get out of his way. He doesn't touch me, but he diverges my path. I trip. I almost do a complete 180. Oh, no. I land smack dab on my phone, and I realized later on the box of cookies, oh. the cookie box is now the beautiful. They tie it with the little red and white string that crushed. Still close, so I can still give him the cookies, <laughs> but crumbs flew out of the, yeah. the slit, you know? Oh, All you don't want a crummy slit. All over the shirt that I laundered for him, it streaks all over it, crumb streaks. I'm like this motherfucker, and I look up, and he's down the block, and the guy's like looking back and laughing at me. Oh no, down. fucking and asshole! I was like twenty year old me would have ran 150 miles an hour and knocked this fucking guy on his ass off of that fucking scooter. Uh, but anyway, I tripped, landed smack dab on my phone, broke the screen. Now I got to go back to this field with this. The disgraziata box of fucking cookies that's crushed like a Whoa. like a car compactor and handed to this guy, but I explained it to him, you know. And then he called me and said the cookies were great. It wasn't like a okay. big deal. And thank you. And I'm sorry you got hurt. I got slit. My finger slid again. I my finger got sliced open. Uh, it was bleeding all. I bled all over the bag that I had oh the shirt God. and the cookies in. So I'm like, I got a hand. So I got it. Went and got a new bag. Luckily, it didn't get on the shirt or the cookies. Thank goodness. Uh wow, bad day. Scuffed up my umpire pants. <sighs> yeah, so now my phone didn't work also for a week until I got a new replacement phone. Rob, did you check out for my whole story or did you hear? I heard, I heard everything. Yeah. I just want to say uh, disgrazia is what uh, Russian people call <laughs> Joe Biden too. Oh wow, awesome. <laughs> is that similar in uh, in Italian? No, no, no. Religion? I just love that. Um, my favorite ongoing uh, joke is like taking american or english words and making them sound a little russian like oh this is compromat or like <laughs> this is disinformatia <laughs> you know like, so is compromat not really a russian word i thought that was like an actual thing, no it no? is a word no no no. but like no compromat is, is a word but then like people took that and then like like disinformatia is not i've never heard that various people various folks on the twitters oh I've like disinformatia that. is not a Russian word. I've mostly seen that. 
like oh. I've mostly seen like people say disinformatia at like making fun of liberals doing that with words. Okay, but either way, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm sure. No, I'm sure someone has said it. That's how it became yeah. a meme. So, so what happened? So, did you end up getting a new phone? Yeah, I finally got it. I got it like two to three days ago, and it's uh, is it an iPhone? No, I would never oh. ever get an iPhone. Oh, that's sad. It I got was a... Rob. Rob was the one on that scooter. He was trying to. Yeah, my plan failed. Direction. If you break, no, I wasn't phone, on the scooter. I paid the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't hit me, so you're a regular Tim Lambesis. <laughs> oh, God damn Just it. to be clear, I want you to break Darren's phone. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so you went to jail, and I was in the next cell next to you. And then the guy got out, and the guy actually almost <laughs> hit me anyway. Well, that's sad. <laughs> Rob, don't ever try to murder your husband when you get married, because I will wind up in prison. Probably get the death penalty. <laughs> oh, no. what, phone, what phone did you get, all kidding aside? I got a T-Mobile branded uh, phone, a Revel, which I'm very happy with. There's Is that only... what's called T-Mobile Revel? Yes, uh, and it's uh, it's like fairly new. I think it's twenty twenty one. So, please see your injured finger. It's not really that bad anymore. It's it was that one, and it's you could see it's got like a little like a little cut, mm -hmm. but it was like all the way across like that. But it's healed. And this was on the way to an umping gig. Yes. Did you do the umping gig, or were you? I like, did. Oh, I wow. did. My elbow. It's in a lot of pain too. Like uh, it was sore, but it was nothing obviously broken. But I was so I was the first base umpire, so it wasn't like I had a crouch okay. or anything. We were using four umpires. Like I'm telling you, they go wow. crazy with this for the playoffs. They go crazy. Like I did. I basically we split. They kept rotating us, so I did a fairly even amount. But I had to learn. Like I never do four umpire systems. So I had to learn first base. I had to learn second base. I had to learn third. But I was watching. It's pretty complicated. It's not that simple. I'm sure. Different guys have to go out on outfield fly balls, and then you have to rotate and you go like the third base umpire is covering second. The first base umpire is calling plays at home. Like it's kind of ridiculous. So, Abba says 3D is the Tommy Lee of umpiring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot suck my own dick, though. Unfortunately. Oh, no, don't do that in front of the high school softball team. <laughs> Even if you could, not, not recommended. <laughs> Before the next game, I'm going to come out and say, hey, guys, we made it. We're here. <laughs> you know what? I broke four ribs the other day. I, did, I didn't break one rib. I didn't break two ribs. I didn't break three ribs. <laughs> no, I didn't break one cookie. I didn't break two cookies. <laughs> I broke all 77 cookies that I put in there. I got a pound and a half of cookies, man. God that was very, very nice. So you fell down right in front of the bakery, and then you went back in. Did they offer you like band aids? Did they seem concerned? Did they give a shit about what happened? I didn't. I didn't go back in. Oh, I thought you said you went back in to get like a bag or something. No, I went into the like a like a like a stop and shop or some oh. some shitty soup seat town to get a bag. Okay. I just was walking on the way, and I didn't realize the blood was all over the bag oh, until like four it. blocks away. So I went, I went oh, into damn. some soup, and I went into wash my. I didn't even realize my finger was bleeding until I saw the blood on the bag. Oh God! And then I saw, and then I had to go in and get a band aid and all that. Okay. Damn. Very bad. And the I, guy like that I ran said, over you was he like a food delivery guy or was it just some uh, kid on a bike? What, it what? was just a. I think it was just a, a a random citizen on a. It wasn't a bike. It was a scooter, 
and and I didn't and I didn't get enough of a good list kind of far away already when mm. I got up and realized what happened. But I didn't see anything to indicate he was a food delivery guy, huh. but he could have been. Oh, he laughed. I'll never forget that. That's he looked so at me fucked up. like not like like an over hard belly laugh. Like ah, you dumb fuck. He just kind of went like, huh. and then he fucking turned around and and left. I was like, God you piece damn. of shit. I'd rather you just did the full on evil laugh. Like I, cause I could be even like you know like oh I yeah. you're just a piece of shit. But this is just like oh I just saw something pretty amusing and he yeah. went on with his fucking day. Like fuck you. I will say, if I was just on the sidewalk watching this unfold and it happened to someone I didn't know, I also would laugh. But it, I don't wouldn't, put, be, it wouldn't be like half laugh. It will be, would be full belly laugh. I don't even think that's not. This is worse than what. Yeah, yeah, said. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because he did it. If you, I don't think if you did it, you even you, you have enough of a heart to say. Yeah, no, I would stop bad. and try to help the person up. I yeah, would right. just. Right. But if you just do a third party, of course, someone falling down is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Like if you're driving by and see this, I would not fault you for that. But if you did it and then you laughed, you're a fucking scumbag. Yeah, that's. Typically, my neighborhood is nicer than that. Most of it it might have been it might have been closer to Sunset Park. I don't know. Where does Bay Ridge end? I'd say like um, like 65th. Yeah, it was below that for sure. It was in the high 40s. Okay, so yeah, that's Sunset Park. Okay, so so, so sorry for besmirching Bay Ridge. It's okay. There's you know it's you know there's reasons to besmirch. Do you know Bush Terminal Pier? No, it's like a big park behind all the industrial. It's pretty nice. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nice. You can see like where is it? It's on First Avenue behind First Avenue. Uh, and 43rd to 50th street something like that okay oh i actually do know yeah yeah yeah. it's a very nice park it's kind of crazy how they've developed that whole area uh and 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 yet just a stone's throw away from where glane maxwell is sitting and rotting away <laughs> in jail. yeah i can't just get over that there is a federal prison right gotta over go here. somewhere i mean it's got to be somewhere uh, yeah they, you're right they do have to i i t- yeah, exactly. Like, where in New York are you going to put it? And like that area, prior to the last decade, was dead. There was really it was just the side of the high. It was like the service road of the highway, and that's it. And industrial, and like like in factories and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird and how they, they kept the, they kept the factories and the freight warehouses, and they just built gentrification around it in a circle. Well, even well, the thing is, there's no industrialization anymore now. So all those factories have emptied out, and now they're repurposing them as mixed use, like with you know storefronts on the on the on the base, and then fancy loft apartments uh, where things were actually made before. When Thanks, America Joe Biden. Produced things. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking disinformatia. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> America's really producing great. It's just the Russians saying that we're not. <laughs> or the Chinese. Depends what party you're from. It's either the Russians or the Chinese that are saying that about us. Those lies. <laughs> if you're a Republican, it's China saying it. If you're no. a liberal Democrat, it's the Russia saying it. But we don't <laughs> suck. We definitely don't suck. 
we're the best. We're, I mean, that's that's what I was told to say every morning of grade school that we're, <laughs> oh <laughs> that we're the best. I, I, one of the, you know, how you have like small moments that you regret in your life. Like it's not the biggest deal in the world, but you wish you did something else. Mm-hmm. I wish. I had just sat down for the Pledge of Allegiance. Like it would, I wouldn't have changed my life in any way. You know what I mean? And it was just it's so fun. I knew at the time I had no political awareness at all. Right? I didn't know anything I know now about politics. You don't even know what you're saying. But I still knew that was stupid. Like we're just like nobody knew what we were saying. Like Rob said. And it was like, why are we, why are we pledging to anything? What the fuck? Like, do something for me. And I, like, I knew that <laughs> that lesson from interactions, like social interactions. Like, don't just give your affection to someone if they're just being shitty to you. So why would mm-hmm. I pledge it? You have to earn my allegiance, and then I'll give it to you. I knew that at eight years old. Absolutely agree. I think it's it's beyond fucked up. Like like beyond fucked up that we're essentially indoctrinating <laughs> children into allegiance to america no one thinks uh about it. you just do it yeah you don't even think about it yeah and what's weird is like that every is now it and legally then, binding well not well you're paper. supposed to be allowed you're supposed to be allowed to not do it you can sit down you could sit it out but everyone's gonna like make funny or you know you're it basically causes a stir well, yes, but worse than that, every now and then this pops up in the news and there's a kid who does it because his parents are atheists or whatever. And they get it like they literally get in trouble, like they get sent out mm-hmm. of the class. Like it's not even just mockery. It's like they get in trouble for not a- pledging allegiance. So it's not it's not a lot on paper. It's supposed to be allowed by the First Amendment, but they don't nobody pays attention to that shit have you ever gotten in trouble for not pledging allegiance let us know rip alivecast at gmail.com that's our email address send Pledge allegiance to the live cast how about that freedom <laughs> uh i want to read an email uh we got actually from israeli guy i wanted to i wanted to talk about this briefly oh, he's a nice uh guy. last week we were talking about pride stuff and and gay acceptance around the world and uh, uh, Israeli guy took a little issue with something. He wrote, uh, I just finished listening to the show. And the last bit that Darren said about Israeli kids, Israelis killing kids, no matter their orientation, that was offensive and also so a really unnecessary comment. Well, can I hold on? Let me just finish the statement and then you can address. The reality is that not every Israeli hates Arabs and celebrates the death of a child. Okay, so I, I wanted to respond. give the totality of what I actually said, which mm-hmm. is that Israelis were having their pride month and uh. Right. And then they and then so they were having saying how great is Israel is towards gay pride and gay acceptance and equality. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's true. Joking. It's true. They they will murder a Palestinian child, whether they're gay or not. Their, their orientation doesn't matter. So it was clearly a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but based on a reality that Israeli the Israel, the government does kill a lot of children. Yeah. And I do want to say this is something that I feel like uh, comes up where. Uh, like when Darren, uh, not, I don't want to speak for you, Darren, but when you, when you, uh, uh, make such a joke and you say, like you, when you say Israel does this, it is shorthand for the government. Like you're not saying every Israeli person 
feels this way. Like, right. and also I want I want to make that clear too. Like, if we have, you know, obviously we love Israeli guy. We've hung out. He's actually visited. I never New hung York. out with him. <laughs> I'm more BDS than you guys are, apparently. <laughs> was, was it me? Was it me, Robin? Me, Noah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I have you know plenty of. He sends you free stuff all the time, Rob. Be nice to him. I mean, I I I, I love Israeli guy. I love. I think Israeli guy is a fantastic person and very funny. Yeah, and, and so I I do want to like what if if we make such pa- I, I like that. Israeli guy keeps us in check <laughs> of making it clear not all Israelis. <laughs> well, hold on. So Israeli guy is a great guy. We all agree on that. What I would mm-hmm. say though is that uh, Israel's policies towards Palestine are extremely popular with the citizenry. Can we agree on that? I mean, it's not like I have just no idea. The, the government that is. I don't know not doing this unilaterally like there's a lot of well they are doing it unilaterally but there's a lot of people who agree with what's going on that like every time they do man on the street interviews they're like you always see oh the rats anyway who cares if we're bombing them it's like vermin we're just getting them out of the houses and stuff so you do there are but that you can't general like you could do man on the street stuff in new york about the war in the middle east and you could get those same responses agreed from certain people so it's not uh, but i wouldn't say everyone in new york well, not every i wouldn't say every at yeah. all like i said I, to start this i said israeli guy's a nice guy mm-hmm. i may disagree with him about certain things but i don't think he hates palestinian people uh, i don't think he believes in killing anybody but i do think that it, there is a predominant strain of conservatism there that is very anti-arab it is it is certainly uh, further to the right uh, i would agree so i, I do want to read the, the rest of this sorry and, and i appreciate israeli guy uh, for you for you uh, sending this in he writes i can tell you about a school my son goes to which is a public school not fancy or anything like that the principal is an openly gay man and there's even a trans kid in the fifth grade uh on her way to become a woman everyone accepts them every kid or parent will approach this child as a she and that's okay and normal and there was even some radical idiot that said something in the community blog about it in a negative way and half the town was immediately against him uh only half yeah well i think that's just like a a, like a saying his english was rough take him at his word but uh so he can half half the city's jewish (laughs) <laughs> Half the fucking city's Jewish. <laughs> it's a little more than oh, that in Tel Aviv. Deep cut. <laughs> I was uh, born Jewish. Half Israeli- the fucking city's Jewish. He concludes: Israelis are not bad people. We have a very difficult conflict we were born into. There's no quick remedy to it. I'm really sorry that you are not contempt, but. There are much worse conflicts in Syria, in Yemen, in Afghanistan. Why are you always giving a bad example of Israel? Because you can be an openly gay person here, he asks. Uh, Well, I would argue that, you know, you could be more open about your gayness in Israel. But I'm not sure you can be an openly gay person there because, first of all, it is not legal to get married. There's no protection for gay people for hate crimes. And again, 
not all Israel. Like Israeli, I think you are. You seem like a, a, a pretty progressive uh, person politically, uh, but and I'm glad that you live in a neighborhood with such open-minded people. But you can't say that that's everyone there either, you know. And there's a lot of these hate crimes uh, go unreported because the police won't even accept that a crime was committed if a gay person goes to the police. And, and this has been documented. So uh, while, yes, uh, there is a pride parade, there there is a level of acceptance. It's not complete acceptance. It's like it's almost only surface level acceptance and then if you get into the real politics of it of the conflict with palestine then things get even muddier but uh you know uh, if we're just focusing on israel as being accepting of gays i think there is still th there's things that they do well but there's plenty of room to grow is how i put it i also want to address the other thing he directly asked me which is why do i focus in on or we focus in on israel mm -hmm. and not Yemen and Palestine, like uh, I'm sorry, and Syria and so on. The answer is I am not bombarded weekly with how great Yemen and Afghanistan and Syria are, and I am bombarded weekly with how great Israel is to everybody. So I think it's a it's hypocritical to do these glowing pieces about Israel when they are doing pretty heinous shit to their neighbors. Don't you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. And also, I feel because we live in Brooklyn and we're so <laughs> we're so uh, exposed to pro-Israeli propaganda more so than we are to anti-Syria or anti-Yemeni propaganda. Well, I think what he's beard has a good take in the uh, comments. If you want to highlight that, that sort of sure, we'll read it out. It. Israel asserts itself as a more enlightened, advanced country that the U.S. supports in massive ways, so it's reasonable to hold them to a higher standard than, a tor than authoritarian, war-torn countries. I, I, I'm a little also confused whether Israeli guy, when he says Yemen, does he mean Yemen, the, the atrocities Yemen is doing, or like he's saying Saudi Arabia bombing Yemen <laughs> in the way that Israel bombs Palestinians? Probably I, that. I guess I think thing, I right? think I assume the 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 Saudi Arabia bombing Yemen, yes. Because that's perfectly valid to talk about too. I would love to talk about it if someone brings it up, but it just doesn't come up because the media doesn't cover it in the United States at all, at, because we are uh, helping Saudi Arabia do it, and but they want to not talk about Saudi Arabia as much as possible, whereas they do talk about Israel constantly. Because Israel, yeah, to, to be fair, we also talk about all of the U.S.'s shitty politics, too. Right. And also <laughs> Israel is in most other ways than the Palestinian conflict more in the 21st century. And Saudi Arabia is in like the 17th century. So like that, they're embarrassed to cover Saudi Arabia. They can whitewash Israel more easily, I would say. The other thing is, I, I feel like with all the the the, the gay uh the part where he's talking about the trans kid and all the other people in the school. Like, I feel like he's trying to convince us of something, but I don't, I never said that Israel was like really terrible towards gay people. I mean, like Rob highlighted some of the ways in which they could be more progressive, which I agree with, but I feel like that was like sort of a, a like a, like a soliloquy that we didn't like that. As if we were saying Israel is like a gay rights, um, 
like they're in the Stone Age or something. Yeah. Like I was I, that's not the problem I have with them. It's not or certainly not the primary problem. Yeah, and then in general I feel like Jewish uh people are uh far more open minded about that stuff. Like religious the secular Jewish people. Jews. Oh, uh, you think religious yeah. ones are? I don't know about that. Uh, no, no, I agree. Like the more, the, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like not like obviously. Uh, I, I'm saying a, a Jewish person in general would be uh, more open minded to such a lifestyle, <laughs> such choices that people make than than a a Christian or a Muslim person. Yes, that's one thing I've noticed. They're fine with you living a sinful life and going to hell. It's okay. Yeah, they're just going to be really passive aggressive about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean it's your choice. It's your choice whatever you want to do. I I mean, I wouldn't want you to go to hell, but if you're determined, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell my girls about it, but you do what you want. I'll just say you live in the bachelor life. That's 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 fine. I mean, if you cared, you know, about seeing me in the afterlife and, you know, living with your dear mother for the rest of eternity, you wouldn't do it. But, but you know, that's uh, you ever think about maybe getting a girlfriend? Yeah, I mean, you but no, but you don't care. So it's all right. But, well, you know, it's, it's OK. We have the next eh, 10, 15, 20 years to go left together. So that's fine. Um. <laughs> go to hell. That's all right. <laughs> Yem Yemeni guy and Syrian guy should email too. Please yeah, do. Where are they? RFP Live Cast at gmail.com. Well, they're both being bombed. <laughs> yeah, if you're not under rubble, if you still have an internet connection. <laughs> all the, they all have cholera from Saudi Arabia attacking oh them. God. Starving them to death. But at least now they have a golf tour they could watch. That's right. That's nice Saudi Arabia that. pulled the WWE with uh, the golf now. Yeah. They're using golf to whitewash their criminality. Because the who common was, American folks are their hearts and minds can be one with golf. And who was the big golfer that Phil um, Mickelson? Was he the one that agreed to do it and got in trouble? Mm-hmm. Hey, what about that girl? That's a girl. She's a woman. I shouldn't say that, but she's like a Maxim model who's like incredibly hot, and she's like the golf since she's like a golfer, but she's like a ten out of ten, like incredibly hot golfer. What is her name? She I, did she go to Saudi Arabia? I have no idea. I know. Her, Michelle Wee? No. That's the only lady golfer. She's like a. And the one Ray Knight used to be married to. She's like a super tall blonde. um, What the hell is her name? Gretzky? No. Isn't there like some lady golfer, Gretzky lady? Or I don't know. I have not. Look it up. Her. It, it starts with an S. Her last name. I, that's the only thing I can give you. Look What's up hot. I just say just say hot golfer. I'm sure that you'll find it. Hot hot female golfer. I'm sure it'll be the first thing. How many uh, are there? Paige Speranic. Yes, Paige Speranic. This this feels a little gross that I just googled this. Oh, Why are sorry. You putting this in my history? Yeah, you're gonna ruin Rob's algorithm. Rob, you like you like to look. <laughs> it's okay. I did it. I did it incognito. <laughs> you like to look at pretty women, even though you may not be. Like... Certainly, but it's wait. So it's this oh, one. Hello. You're talking. Yeah, that's right. You're talking this one, not the. Just yeah, click the image uh, search on that. I want to really fuck up Rob. Oh, this is her. Here we go. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she's incredible. But I want to know if she went to Saudi Arabia because, like, they—I don't know if they let women in. I mean, her appeal would be lost in Saudi Arabia because she'd have to (laughs) golf in a burqa. (laughs) What's the fight? Could be anyone. No, the wrestlers didn't have to. They were no, like there's musicians that went in like form fitting, uh, form fitting attire. 
Whatever. Dusty Rhodes asks, "What's her OnlyFans?" Yeah. I think she she makes so much money. I don't think she even needs to do an OnlyFans. She's got big Ivanka Trump energy. I mean, even just from golf, she probably makes a ton of money. Let alone all her endorsements uh, li- and like LIV golf is the. Is she right, a good golfer? I don't even know. Who cares? I mean, if she's not a good golfer, then she's probably not making that much money from golf. Well, but if you're on the tour, don't you make something? Did you see that Charles Barkley was asked about this? So, like, you know, they paid a bunch of named golfers to go there, an absurd amount of money, like $200 million a person. Uh-huh. And Charles Barkley was asked, and he said basically, like, oh, if they gave me $200 million, I'd kill a relative. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, putting, he's, he's putting got it, gambling debt. He's putting it on Craigslist. He's, <laughs> that wasn't just a joke. Like, he's yeah. offering. <laughs> <laughs> putting out the call it's Did the off season now he's got to keep busy somehow he got in trouble not in trouble he was in the news recently because he a couple of weeks ago he said if the celtics lose to the warriors he'll eat a giant bowl of horse shit <laughs> and they just Where did, did he lose. say that on because i saw headlines about it but i don't remember him saying it on like inside the nba was it know. on his podcast or something it looks like he said it on the pat mcafee show oh boy uh, I want all the live guys on top of the leaderboard. I want to see the PGA Tour shaking. Oh, this the live food. thing, though. And, yeah. and, I mean, I, 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 listen, I'm not a religious dude, but I want to see the U.S. Open. All right, I think we all do. It would be awesome. Dustin Johnson might be the only one that can go right now with where he's sitting. Phil had a rough day yesterday. Oh. Who knows how all the other guys, but could you imagine Rory already taking shots, right? And like oh Justin God. Thomas and them are taking their shots. And Golf Dustin Johnson yeah, in there. Seriously. Brutal. Yeah. And the commentators, by the way, they, we know what side they're on. We know it's yeah. not the This doesn't seem to be about I would love to see. No, I think Rob thought I was saying where did he say the thing about golf? Oh. Oh, okay. I meant where did he say the thing about horse shit? Oh, okay, okay. By the way, it's very I can't watch Pat McAfee clips. I don't know why, but it's so distracting that he stands up. Yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. I, it's not Very even a excited. bad show. Like he sometimes has good interviews, but I have to only listen to it. Cause like, why are you standing up, dude? Like, what is going on? Are you hosting Wheel of Fortune? Like, what is the fucking? <laughs> you can't focus sitting down. He's that was the longest I've ever listened to his show. The only other time I've ever seen any of it was the whole Aaron Rodgers woke mob yeah. clip. I'm gonna. I'll recommend something to you, Sid, and you will thank me for this. There's a, a episode of his show where he interviews Vince McMahon, like oh, no. recently, and it's the most kiss-assingest interview you've. And you would expect that because it's his boss. I mean, he works for WWE. Pat McAfee does. Yeah, he's the yeah. Monday Night Raw. Oh, it's SmackDown. 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 Oh, I had no way. I thought he was just a yeah. podcast guy. But still, he went wow. above yeah, and he, beyond brown nosing, like above and beyond huh. Call of Duty. He got the job through his like media personality. So expansion. does every big podcast now? You just as long as you're the announcer for a combat sport, you could have a huge worldwide podcast. Is that like the only criteria? He had anymore? the podcast before he became a. Oh, okay. He's pretty entertaining, man. I gotta say, yeah, he's actually their best color commentator. <laughs> He's a good. He's like he's a good. throwback to like eighties, nineties style uh, announcing. Well, he's an actual like longtime fan, so he understands the beats and he understands what his role. So he's a Jonathan Coachman. <laughs> I just said Coach wasn't. Coach wasn't the absolute worst announcer they've had. He was okay. 
Who's the worst? Oh God, uh, Mark like Madden. A, the worst person who's ever like ever? had a, a running gig. You mean? Yeah. Uh, wow, I'd have to sit here. Michael Cole might be one of the worst. Oh, no, he's fucking terrible. I mean, well, I mean, he's low, but no, the fucking Mike Adamley that was brutal. Yes. I, oh, I said one of the worst. Mike Adamley was, yeah, he's he's worse than Michael Cole for sure. Forgot about that. But I just feel like Michael Cole is just Mike Adamley, but more polished. Like you know what I mean? He's, but he's so bad. He's just so bad. I don't know how he stuck around twenty five years. I don't know, who else is uh, bad? Um, I used to like Corey Graves, but now he's kind of bad. Mike Tanay. Yeah, I mean, he's just bland. What about JBL? He was horrible. Mm, yeah, yeah, I didn't like him. Like Rob's got to hold back because he might have a business venture at some point with JBL. He's got to. He doesn't want to get in trouble now. <laughs> Going to reform the acolytes. <laughs> he's still living down the Jose Mangan drops. He doesn't want to have to create a whole nother. Rob, say JBL is a piece of shit. I'm not going to fall for that one. <laughs> oh, why not? It would be so funny. <laughs> I love Jose uh, Mangan. <laughs> yeah. Do you love JBL? No. <laughs> Rob, uh, now that we're not affiliated with Metal Injection anymore, can I play the piece of shit one? Or do you still no. <laughs> he still, still might want to get him. dinner with him next time he's uh, touring the West Coast. But he, he, he talks to him all the time. He's not you a talk dumb to him guy. all the time. Yeah. Why? Talk on social social media because we're friends. He's not a I dumb guy. You. He would know it's just a clip pulled from a show to joke around. It's just I I just don't want him to hear something out of context. <laughs> Which the context? Like, you talk to him all really... the time anyway. <laughs> Stop it. You talk to him every day. Just tell him what the context is. No. Context is he's a piece of shit. Stop (laughs) it. (laughs) All right. We're getting out of here, folks. Time is winding down. I want to tell you about our Patreon. Oh, wait. Let me talk about uh, our Spotify playlist. Every week, we uh, pick three songs and uh, add them to our playlist, and you could check it out. It's called the Livecast Music Break. Search R.I.P. Livecast Music Break on Spotify. You can find it there. My song this week is by a group called Tobacco, all caps. And I'm loving their jams. They make dope beats. It's like a little synthy beats. They have a whole album with ASAP Rocky uh, from, or ASAP Rock from uh, 2019 and Malibu Ken. But that's not the one I like. I like their most recent release. It's an instrumental. And the track I'm highlighting is Full of Doom. The album is Fucked Up Friends 3. It's good. It's my jam. Uh, Darren, what did you pick? I played the song Love Me, Love Me by Shaggy featuring Janet Jackson. Uh, Funny enough, uh, I heard this uh, while it was playing in the the bakery right before I almost got (laughs) destroyed. And I made a mental note while I was in the bakery to put down... That I want to play this because it took me right back to the uh, '90s, I guess, and uh, that kind of like when like reggae reggae pop was was like everywhere. Every song had to have Shaggy as a featured person or whatever. So 
Yeah. I it's think it was like, oh, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. It was like Janet Jackson trying to sort of having like a midlife, uh, like she just decided spontaneously to be like a sex symbol. Mm. So it was from that era, which I really love of, of her. I was a big fan of hers. And uh, yeah, good shit. Memories, memory lane. By the way, this week, RIP stands for resisting iPhones, which is what Darren is still doing. To the end. <laughs> I'm not even really resisting. It doesn't require any resistance. I don't want one. Rob keeps trying to. You're resisting Rob's advances. Uh, that, phone <laughs> that, just, that phone that just broke. That through no fault of the phone, as my dumbass <laughs> landing on it, uh, was working perfectly. I got it in like 2018, and it was not slow. It was perfectly all you know, perfectly good speed. Fulfilled all the functions that a phone needed to fulfill. It was amazing. Well, uh, I also want to talk about our Patreon. Wait, could I? I didn't say my song. No, I'd rather just. You don't. On. Okay, fine. We could skip it. No, no. What's your no, song? It's fun song. <laughs> I picked Star Bellied Boy by Bikini Kill because somehow I have never put a Bikini Kill song on the playlist and I knew oh. I had to change that. So that's the one I went with. Oh, come on. Of course. Yeah. Shame on me. I uh, love the bikini kill. It's actually uh, I, in my time hop. It came up that uh, that reunion show that we went to was three years ago. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah, it was great. Time flies. The King's Theater. Where we paid, we paid the ticket price, and then the day of, prices of tickets completely tanked, and we're like ten bucks. So like <laughs> WWE like seventy stock. bucks. Mm-hmm. Was no, WWE stock was fine. For now, it was seated, but. It was fine. It was a nice venue. It was the King's Theater. I mean, was it general admission in the sense that if you bought the cheap tickets, you would have had any seat anyway, or you would have had to have shitty seats? Well, I, th- I think there's a there's the general admission section in the front, and then the seated section in the back, but there's no assigned seats in the seated section, right? Right. I think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, it was something Most. like that. Yeah. So you really could have just sat anywhere for $10. Yep. Yeah. Damn. No regrets. It's it's no no regrets at all. But like it's just crazy with uh, how fluctuating ticket prices are. Uh, but anywho, if you uh, like our show, if you had some good laughs, if you like our viewpoints, you want a little bit extra, check out our Patreon, patreoncom slash Livecast. Five buckles. Five bucks buckles. a month. Five, five buckles. buckles. Five buckles a it's month. Like bucks and shekels. Gets you all the bonus episodes we've ever done. We have like over two years of bonus episodes. We do two new ones a month. And you get access to that. You get access to Sid's TV column. It's a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, Our most recent uh, episode just went up three days ago where we did another wrestling watch along. We've been enjoying watching bad wrestling matches. Uh, well, the last one we did was a great wrestling match. The previous watch along that we did of wrestling was Terry Funk versus Onita in a exploding barbed wire death match. That was phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> and that was a really fun episode to record with you guys and to watch. Uh, this time we tortured ourselves literally physically tortured ourselves we watched uh 
WCW Uncensored 1996, wonderful year for bad wrestling, uh, where it was Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage in a triple stacked steel cage. That's a steel cage with three levels. And they faced the Alliance to Stop Hulkamania, which included such memorable pro wrestlers as Z Gangsta, the former Zeus, Tiny Lister, and uh, the Ultimate Solution. Was that it? Yes. Formerly the Final Solution. Oh, my God. But changed, so. changed because of anti-Semitism to something almost anti-Semitic. So that was the first half, and then the second half of the shitty cage match double feature is... ECW December to Dismember 2006. It's crazy. We go a decade further to watch WWE completely mess up a steel cage match. And this was way worse. And uh, it, it was, was worse because it was it was just not funny to like, you know what I yeah. mean? It was just like bad, bad. But you That's will enjoy right. watching it with us. Yeah. And the top of the month episode was a sexual links bonanza. We essentially did an entire episode on uh, some more dirtier links that we've had in our queue uh, and uh, some that's a little too hot for TV, a little too hot for public viewing. And uh, but not too hot know, for Patreon, not too hot for the Patreon. And uh, other past episodes include a watch along of the Steve Harvey show. We discussed that Netflix metal movie, Metal Lords. Well, the Steve Harvey we Judge had, show, not like his sitcom. Oh, yeah, the, the, his judging <laughs> show. Clear. Uh, we, we watched some episodes with wrestlers, some without. What you looking at? We also have the live cast meme hall of fame. We have six episodes where we induct classic memes and we revisit them, learn something about them, and, and have a good laugh. And uh, inductees include Mindy Mayer, I Miss the Old New York, Patty Cake, IO Digital Cable, uh, who are some Patty! Shlomo, we have Queen of uh, Vagina, Bangs, Queen of Vagina, Bangs, is Mark, Mark B is inducted, uh -huh. I believe. Mashiach. Oh, yeah. Mashiach. By the way, yesterday Those we were driving by a subway station and then a Hasidic man emerged from the subway with a giant Mashiach flag. Sadly, we drove by too quickly for me to capture a picture, but it happened, I swear. Was it a flag uh, commemorating Moshiach or the song Moshiach? <laughs> I'd like to think the latter, uh -huh. though I don't know for and, sure. Moshiach, Moshiach, Moshiach. We also have some great watch-alongs. Uh, we did one of The Decline of Western Civilization Part 1. We did one of the awful movie Tiptoes where Gary Oldman plays a dwarf. Oof. And uh, so fun times. Check out yeah. our Patreon. That's five bucks a month. And if you want to throw us a few extra bones. Oh, and I want to mention that also comes with Discord rewards. You get a little fun little color badge in your Discord because we do have a Discord. You don't need to pay for the Discord. You can, you can be in there for free. The invite link is on every episode. You can pay for it uh, if you want to. Uh, and but if you if you join our Patreon, you get a little get a little highlighting of your name. It's nice. So if you if you drop uh, ten bones, you get a shout out at the end of the show as one of the top live cast fans of the week. And the end of the show is right now, believe it or not. 
And uh, how should we do this, folks? You should do how it as Vince McMahon. No, my uh, my throat can't handle that right now. For two minutes? Come on. Where's your dedication to the craft of... I family? want Eric and Benjamin. God damn it, El Dudorino. Dead. Are Sam I am Mindy Mayer's Kappa. Can we get like a happy Vince for a few of these? It's just all furious Vince. Gender. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get Vince when he just walked in to interview a new paralegal and he found out she's under 25. Cattle decap. Where's my NDA? <laughs> Draw it up. Rob Vampiro. Now Vince, at, right after he found out that his daughter fucked Randy Savage. Good for you, buddy. That's not been confirmed. <laughs> That's not been confirmed. Hugo likes tacos. Lando Dags. LaCroix. Corey and Scotty H. Doug Pinkman. Now he just walked in on Andre the Giant in the shower. Douglas, who are you, Levison? Hey, guys. It's Josh Almania. <laughs> All right. I wanted to also add something. Did you guys know, and this is a, a true fact, that the Stephanie McMahon is an anagram for the Macho Man penis. No way. No way. It is. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Great fun fact. Um, I wanted right. to play out with something. It's it's under a minute long, if that's okay with sure. you guys. Sure. We mentioned Steve Harvey. We have not played this in a while, but this is his famous jump speech, his inspirational <laughs> jump from the end of Family Feud, but it's set to set to music. So, here it is. I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to tell you something that every successful person has to do, including you. Believe it or not, every successful person in this world has jumped. Jump. 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 You got to jump. You got to jump, man. Jump. 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 Before you die, jump. Just jump one time. <laughs>